0: From to Day 39 of Shaped by the Word, Season 2, the drama of Scripture. Uh, We uh, continue in the life of Jacob as he and his family are fleeing from Laban. Uh, There has been a deceit has marked uh, the text for the last couple of weeks as uh, Jacob deceives Esau, uh, as he deceives his father Isaac, uh, as he is deceived by his father-in-law Laban and deceives his father-in-law Laban. And again, uh, the two... Uh, have interacted in each other manipulating each other uh, cheating each other uh, and so as they, they flee it's just an ugly scene but God is preserving his people even through this and so if there's anything we've seen in the uh, dealings with the patriarchs it's uh, as we started the week uh, reflecting on you know Sally lloyd Jones's uh, you know plea to us not to read scripture looking for a hero because there is a single hero and that hero Uh, is God himself who remains faithful in spite of all of our human weaknesses and it's not that there are not heroic moments with Mm -hmm. God's people but they they, they soon give way to weakness and they soon give way it's a very human kind of circumstance that we often find ourselves in as well so we find ourselves in the middle of chapter 31 picking up with verse Mm -hmm. 22 Mm -hmm. as uh, Laban gets word that Jacob is left with great flocks and great herds and with children and grandchildren and uh, so we pick up the story in verse 22. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you uh, for your faithfulness. We thank you that you have inserted yourself into a very messy story and uh, guiding the story toward the conclusion in which uh, your, your glory uh, will fill the earth like the Oceans fill the sea, like the waters fill the sea. And we thank you, Father, that uh, you are working to restore in us everything that we have lost, the ravages of sin. We see in our ourselves um, many of the very weaknesses that uh, we see in, in, the, in the patriarchs. And we're thankful, Father, that you uh, continue to be faithful to us in spite of ourselves. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. Verse
1: 22
0: of chapter 31. On the third day, Laban was told that Jacob had fled. Taking his relatives with him, he pursued Jacob for seven days and caught up with him in the hill country of Gilead. Then God came to Laban the Aramean in a dream at night and said to him, be careful not to say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. Jacob had pitched his tent in the hill country of Gilead when Laban overtook him, and Laban and his relatives camped there too. Then Laban said to Jacob, what have you done? you've deceived me and you've carried off my daughters like captives in war why did you run off secretly and deceive me why didn't you tell me so i could send you away with joy and with singing to the music of timbrels and harps why didn't you even let me kiss my grandchildren my daughters goodbye you've done a foolish thing i have the power to harm you but last night the god of your father said to me be careful not to say anything to jacob either good or bad now you've gone off because you longed to return to your father's household but why did you steal my gods jacob answered laban i was afraid because i thought she would take your daughters away from me by force but if you find anyone who has your gods that person shall not live in the presence of our relatives see for yourself whether there is anything of yours here with me and if so take it now jacob did not know that rachel had stolen the gods So Laban went into Jacob's tent and into Leah's tent and to the tent of the two female servants, but he found nothing. After he came out of Leah's tent, he entered Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the household gods and put them inside her camel's saddle and was sitting on them. Laban searched through everything in the tent, but found nothing. Rachel said to her father, Don't be angry, my lord, that I cannot stand up in your presence. I am having my periods." So he searched out, but could find nothing i could not find the household gods jacob was angry and took laban to task what is my crime he asked laban how have i wronged you that you hunt me down now that you have searched through all of my goods what have you found that belongs to your household put it here in front of our relatives and mine and let them judge between the two of us i've been with you for 20 years now Your sheep and goats have not miscarried, nor have I eaten rams from your flocks. I did not bring you animals torn by wild beasts. I borrowed the loss myself, and you demanded payment from me for whatever was stolen by day or night. This was my situation. Heat consumed me in the daytime, the cold at night, and sleep fled from my eyes. It was like this for 20 years I was in your household. I worked for you for 14 years for your two daughters and six years for your flocks, and you changed my wages 10 times. If the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had not been with me, you would surely have sent me away empty-handed. But God has seen my hardship and the toil of my hands, and last night he rebuked you. Laban answered Jacob, The women are my daughters, the children are my children, the flocks are my flocks. All you see is mine, yet what can I do today about these daughters of mine or about the children they have born? Come now, let's make a covenant, you and I, and let it serve as a witness between us. So Jacob took a stone and set it up as a pillar. He said to his relatives, gather some stones. So they took stones and put them in a heap, and they ate there by the heap. Laban called it Jedar, Sahadutha, and Jacob called it Galiad. Laban said, this heap is a witness between you and me today. That is why it is called Galiad. It was also called Mispah because he said, May the Lord keep watch between you and me when we are away from each other. If you mistreat my daughters, or if you take any wives besides my daughters, even though no one is with us, remember that God is a witness between you and me. Laban also said to Jacob, here is the heap and here is the pillar i have set up between you and me this heap is a witness and this pillar is a witness that i will not go past this heap to your side to harm you and that you will not go past this heap and pillar to my side to harm me may the god of abraham and the god of nahor the god of their father judge between us so jacob took an oath in the name of the fear of his father isaac he offered a sacrifice there in the hill country and invited his relatives to a mill after that, and they spent the night there. Early next morning, Laban kissed his grandchildren and his daughters and blessed them. Then he left and returned home. So we have half of, uh, <laughs> half of the treachery behind us. Uh, they has uh, narrowly escaped Laban, but he still has to meet Esau. And uh, so there is still a lot of tension in, in this text as uh, uh, Jacob is confronting his deceit on all all sides of this you see an ancient kind of covenant ceremony and you see a lot of the beautiful you of know, symbols of covenant you know the sharing of a common meal which of course you know we do mm-hmm. in in the lord's you know in the lord's supper but you see much more you see laban and gathering a heap of stones and you see jacob gathering a single song almost as a symbol of you know a single god versus the many gods but mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting all the way through. So what are some of the things that uh, stand out in this section?
2: Can't miss the just the way it begins. You know, then God came to Laban in a dream at night and said to him, be careful not to say anything to Jacob, good or bad. You know, and and then when Laban shows up, he says, you know, I have the power to harm you. And then he's like, but your God told me not to say anything good or bad to you. Yeah. And, and just that, you know, it's almost kind of that empty empty sharp word if you will of like i can harm you but i really can't and just watching you know you mentioned it just we are seeing jacob's deceit come to a head and at this at the same time we're watching this underlying not only has god been blessing you know jacob but he's also protecting jacob and um and, and just watching that unfold is, is pretty remarkable
0: yeah, you know, it is. And uh, you do see Laban begrudgingly, you know, I, I could just really, you know, and he has 400 men with him. Yeah. You remember that Abraham defeated five kings with 318 men. Mm-hmm. And so we have 82 more men, you know, than that. And then, of course, you don't see him acknowledging, you know, that. Uh, uh, that these women have been given you know to his daughters have been given to Jacob the daughters are my daughters the children are my children and the goats are my goats whether speckled or not speckled mm-hmm. and all, the, all that you see is mine so he's yeah. not you know, he's begrudgingly uh, you know, releasing this but you know God has a, appeared to him and God has stayed his hand and it, it is ironic don't say anything to him good or bad yeah. in other words he's, he's not really deserving of praise in this situation but nor are you to threaten him uh, mm-hmm. in, in uh,
1: Hmm. It's interesting to see just Rachel's actions, um, her last minute stealing of the household gods, um, whether that was to spite him or whether it was um, because she wanted to d- depend on them. I'm not sure, but you know, we we see that coming back um, to bite her, especially when, jacob says if you find somebody with your gods then that person you can you can kill them you know that's how confident that i am that we didn't steal your gods um and of course the irony is um that it's the wife whom he deeply loves that stole them uh, without his knowing and um and then she gets herself out of it by deceiving her father um and which is cunning but at the same time um just continued deceit like it's continuing even past Jacob and Laban, it's, and it will go on really to their to their kids um, when we look at the story of Joseph. But
0: there, there, there's no no doubt about it. That is a thread that you know has come through the last several chapters, or you know mm-hmm. since uh, you know Jacob's birth, where he's hanging on to the heel of Esau, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he is uh, rightly called Jacob or deceiver or one who, you know, trips other people up. And uh, he has certainly met his match in Laban, and now uh, we find you know, uh, his wife, Rachel, the one who he, he deeply loves uh, he, he, and has affection for, being a reflection of both her father and, and of her husband, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, acting in her own interests and acting in a very deceitful way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Kind of an irony you know, in there that uh, she's mm-hmm. sitting on her gods, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, which would have uh, you know, been a highly disrespectful Mm-hmm. But even that you could have gods that you could put in a camel's saddle and that you could, in a, uh sit on in the first place. It is kind of a, a, a commentary, you know, a little subtext on, uh, on you know, the nature of idolatry. And of course, we'll catch this a lot in the prophets. Yeah, okay. you know, you have gods who, uh, you uh, you take a piece of wood and you cut it in half. Half of it uses fuel for the fire, and from the other half you. Fashion for yourself a God who cannot see, a God who cannot speak, and a God who cannot save you. Mm-hmm. And of course, you see kind of a, a commentary on idolatry, and even here from the even here from the beginning.
1: This is pretty good in Isaiah 46, starting in verse three. After God talks about all these idols that are burdensome. He says listen to me you descendants of jacob all the remnant of the people of israel you you whom i have upheld since your birth and have carried since you were born even to your old age and gray hairs i am he i am he who will sustain you i've made you and i will carry you i will sustain you and i will rescue you so rachel can sit on her household god god's all she wants (laughs) but god is the one who is carrying her
0: yeah absolutely
1: when
2: jacob sees that rightly in verse 42 yeah, he says if the God of my father and the God of Abraham the fear of Isaac had not been with me you would have surely sent me away empty handed but God has seen my hardship and the toil of my hands and last night he rebuked you and I always find that last part kind of funny I'm not so sure that God was just rebuking Laban in that moment as as just outlining for us this my hand is with with Jacob and, and I will continue to preserve him and, and carry him you know and, and but Jacob sees it as, as a rebuke he sees it that the Lord is for him um yeah, you know, and just that reminder of of, of God working providentially mm-hmm. to to bring about again his, his blessing and His blessings going through the line of Jacob, you know, but preserving a, a remnant and a people for Himself. Um, it, it's it, it's we're just seeing it time and time again. Um,
0: and of course, there's still the subtext that when He is speaking of God, He's speaking of Him in third person. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, He's not speaking of Him as you know as my God, and so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he uses these. Uh, you know, the God of my father. You know, the God of Abraham and the fear of Isaac. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, whenever he uh, makes the oath again, he, he swears on you know the fear of his father, Isaac. And, and so, this is not a God who, who he's personally embraces. A God that he is uh, you know attributing mm-hmm. to his, his ancestors. And so, you do see some you know distance in him as well. So you have Rachel with her household gods, and you mm-hmm. have. Uh, Jacob, in an impersonal relationship with God, who has sustained them and who has you know shown them this incredible in grace
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. and, and of course, you have to. Certainly doubt you know, Laban's word. If you had come, we would have had singing and dancing. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but, but anyway, yeah. there's not a whole lot of singing and dancing in this part of yeah. in, in this part of the text.
2: It is. It is interesting though, where he does say, you know, he didn't even let me kiss my children and grandchildren bye, And then at the end of this, he does kiss his children and grandchildren mm-hmm. goodbye, and then he blesses them. You know, and just kind of that interesting. Uh, you know, it, surely it wouldn't have happened at the very beginning, but now this is the way it's come about. It's because mm-hmm. the Lord has spoken and the Lord's hand has been on it. You know, that we see early the next morning, Laban kissed his grandchildren, and his daughters, and blessed them. Then he left and returned home. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Cindy, why don't, you have, why don't you wrap this up sure. by closing in prayer? Yeah. Father, we thank you for this time in your word. We thank you for this text. And Father, while um, a lot of this Either doesn't make sense or is confusing, Lord. We know that um, you are working all things, um, and you're so purposeful in the way you do work, Lord. So we thank you for that, and we thank you, Father, that you have kept um, this promise of life in spite of failure and sin, and even um, you know the the taking of um, idols and 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 gods, Lord. But you are the true God, and you are providing for this family, and you're protecting, and you're protecting your promise. And we thank you that you do that. And it's all in Christ's name we pray. All of this, Father, and with great thanksgiving. Amen.